0: Welcome to Liberty Monks podcast. James Mundy here with Mike Mundy. How are you today, brother Mike? I'm doing super duper, sir. How are you today? Doing great, my man, doing great. It's not every day, I'm excited today. It's not every day you get to talk to someone with the deep history and knowledge of our military and government than our guest this morning. Um, General Thomas McInerney is a retired US Air Force Lieutenant General. He's a command pilot with over 400 combat missions during the Vietnam War. In addition to his Vietnam service, General McInerney served overseas in NATO, uh, Pacific Air Force, uh, as a commander in the 11th Air Force in Alaska as well. Um, Just an honor to have you on this morning, sir. Uh, Welcome to Liberty Monks, General.
1: Thank you very much, James and Mike. Delighted to be with you.
0: Well, we're delighted to talk to you. And, um, you know, we've been following a lot of the things that you've been talking about over the last really couple of years, but even before that. Um, but specifically in the last couple of years, for obvious reasons, and um, you know, we've learned a lot about what's going on because of you know you coming out and speaking and talking about the, these things, and many of them obviously not. Uh, many of them are very disturbing um, to hear, and a lot of them, um, you know, are things that I think a lot of people are trying to rally around and, and try to help to make change. But if anybody knows how to do that, or if anybody knows how to you know, inspire people to make change or to educate themselves, I think it would be you. <laughs> that's for sure.
1: Well, thank you very much, because a lot of things have happened that have never happened before in our history, James. And that's the, that's the, the difficult thing for us. And uh, Constitution, unfortunately, was n- never thought about cyber warfare, uh, or even uh, biological warfare, which we are facing, let alone the enemies, foreign and domestic, in which when I took oath of office in 1955 on the plains of West Point as a plebe on my first day there, uh, I never thought that we would face the uh, domestic enemies when I took that oath to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I never thought we would meet the domestic enemies that we are now facing.
0: No, I mean, I know just growing up, Um, it was inspiring to to listen to our leaders talk. It was inspiring to listen to the, the bright young men and women in our military and um, in, in all different positions, you know, even if they were on different sides of the aisle, you know, but now, I mean, you have to look at it through a completely different lens. Don't you?
1: Absolutely. It is more than a different lens. It is. It's, and it's global in nature as we're seeing with the farmers in the Netherlands, what's going on in Italy what's going on in France, et cetera. We have a global problem that the globalists are trying to create one nation. And uh, that means foregoing our constitution. That constitution is a beacon of light to the whole world, James and Mike, and we must understand that. And it is being violated daily. When you look at open borders, when you look at what they're doing to our to our dollar, the value, et cetera, critical race theory. mm -hmm. All these things are intertwined in a very formidable enemy.
0: Well, general, I think it's pretty safe to say that you've proven yourself in your life and your career, um, that you love this country, that you were willing to put your life down for it. um, And you're speaking out about it now, um, even uh, as a retired uh, uh, general. And, if you don't mind, sir, we'd like to take the gloves off for the next 30 minutes and discuss what really what the heck's going on and what's happening uh, to the greatest country that's ever existed because it's being dismantled, to your point, from the inside out, and it's a global situation as well. And for decades, and I remember saying this, I remember Mike and I talking about this, you know, oh, socialism, communism, that's never going to happen here. I've heard other people say this. Uh, this is America. You know, we, we, we're, we're unfathomable. We're, ne- we're never going to be taken down. It sure seems like the progressive slash, you know, in, in, in communists um, are trying to take us into socialism, which is obviously the, the front door of communism. Right. And is that how you see it as what's happening right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. James, let me uh, let me kind of summarize how I got involved with this, because I've been mm-hmm. primarily for the last 20 years working radical Islam and its threat with Afghanistan, Iraq, et cetera, Syria. Uh, The night before, on the 1st of November, 2020, I got a call from a source. That source said that they were going to use a program called, it's the CIA program, hammer and scorecard in the election in three days. This was the 1st of November, 2020. And I had reported on this program being used by the Obama administration in 2017, March 19th, on Operation Freedom with Dave Janda. And I'd gotten the tip 30 minutes before I went on the air on that Sunday and said that they were monitoring the Trump campaign and the Trump administration. Now, remember on that day, March 19th, 2017, Trump had only been in office since the 20th of January, roughly two months. Now, that's all I mentioned about it. Uh, And then on that call on one November Sunday evening, uh, I got this call. And uh, so that they were using it along with an application called Scorecard that could adjust the election. Now, I went on on the 2nd of November, Steve Bannon's show. At, uh, with uh, Sidney Powell as the co-anchor because I talked to Sydney and uh, informed her that this was going to happen. But on the second, Monday, the 2nd of November, I predicted that the election, cyber warfare would be used and hammer scorecard. It was being used out of an uh, a old CIA facility at Fort Washington, Maryland. As it turned out, it in fact was because five of the six battleground states, they quit counting around 9.30, 10.30 at night. They went into a lull and early in the morning on the 4th, they predicted and, and the number I remember uh, most accurately or closely accurate was Michigan at 06.31 hours in the morning on the 4th of November. Michigan came in with 149,000 votes after being padlocked there. They came in with 149,200. That's not quite the precise number, but close.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. All for Joe Biden. Now that is impossible to happen uh, in in any arithmetic way. And so... uh, that that that's a key and, and it gave a two to three percent lead for Biden. Now bottom line, that it turned out the cyber warfare came from China. And I, I didn't didn't know this, but someone had either sold or transferred that secret access program, top secret access program called SPAT, SAP, special access program. To the Chinese, and uh, as it turned out, I'm going to go through this quickly. Uh, it was the six battleground states: Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. Those six key battleground states, three of them, three of them would have changed the election, yeah. and they did change the election in Biden's benefit. So he is an unconstitutionally elected president. President Trump is the only one who discusses this. Why isn't McConnell or Kevin McCarthy? I do not know, but all we need is audits. It could take somewhere between seven days, seven and 10 days on those states. Now, the important thing is, what is an audit different than a recount? Well, a recount just garbage in, garbage out on the old computer saying. A recount is on mail-in ballots. For instance, Pennsylvania mailed out 1.8 million ballots for mail-in ballots that their their legislature did not approve. And they got back 2.4 million mail-in ballots. So James, someone had a printing press. Wow. Yet they're gonna count those 2.4 million votes. And uh, a mail-in, an audit can tell whether the envelope has been, whether the ballot has been folded because it has to be folded to be put in an envelope. Many of those ballots were not folded. So like we saw in Georgia, <clears throat> down in Fulton County, when they had, quote, a water emergency, quote, a leaking toilet, yeah. and kicked everybody out and they started pulling out suitcases full of ballots. Those were not in envelopes. So an audit would catch those. Now, I'm not gonna dwell on this because there are too many other things that that have never happened before in our history. The founding fathers were not familiar with cyber warfare. And that's why I fault Vice President Pence for not on the 6th of uh, January, 2021, for not sending to those six battleground states because they knew that and have those six battleground states do an audit. So I fault them for that. The, uh, the, so what has happened since then? Number one, we surrendered. Well, the first thing was on the first day in office, Biden, I call him old Biden now because uh, Obama, Biden are running this country mm-hmm. They immediately canceled our energy independence by putting handcuffs on the oil industry. They then, which started uh, the rampant inflation, they then surrendered that we did not withdraw in Afghanistan, James and Mike. We surrendered in Afghanistan and gave the Taliban after 20 years of war, we gave them $85 billion worth of equipment. Next, we have open borders, clear violation of our constitution directly attributed to President O'Biden. Then we had critical race theory being taught in our K through 12 colleges and in the military, the Department of Defense. Critical race theory is a Marxist ideology that dwells on a person's skin. A person does not have any ability to change his skin color. He has it what he's born with. My opinion, when my 35 years in the Air Force, I didn't care what color the person's skin was unless they wanted me to. Otherwise, they had no skin color. Remember, I was a fighter pilot. If I was leading 16 aircraft or four or 60, as I did at one time, in single seat aircraft, I didn't care where the person went to college, where he, who his mommy and daddy was, who he was married to, etc. All I cared about was performance. Did he perform? And so that's what I grew up with, from a, a lieutenant when I first learned how to fly, right on up to I retired as a lieutenant general. Performance. Moral, moral moral, character, those are the issues, not critical race theory that wants to talk about white privilege and those things. That divides our country, it divides our military, it is a Marxist ideology. Then what happened? Well, it happened even before the election, as you know. We had the BLM, the Antifa, the riots in the, in the Democrat cities and they were not doing anything about it, the lawlessness that's still going on in New York city, Detroit, wherever you go, that is being encouraged by the Democrat party is no longer a Democrat party that we grew up with that you mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. It is not even a socialist party. It is going for global communism. Now, why do I say that? Well, look at what they're doing. Everything they're doing they're doing what Lenin and Trotsky and the Russians did when they introduced communism into Russia and how you destroy, you tear down monuments, you tear down our history, you divide us. So these are the things that have ha- happened to us and who would believe that we would have $5 or 7 or $8 a gallon gasoline. Look what it's doing to our country, but they are doing it deliberately. Now, does anybody think the Democrats are dumping Biden? Uh, This is is factual. Uh, You've seen it, he came back from that trip to Saudi Arabia. It was absolutely pathetic. So they have made the decision to dump him. But what they've got to do is they've got to dump uh, Harris first, put someone in, and that's why you're seeing the different people like the different governors coming up, Illinois, uh, California, you're seeing uh, Hillary's name mentioned. You're seeing uh, Michelle Obama. And uh, Barack is going to make sure, because he's running the country. He's the only president that did not leave Washington, D.C., when his term was up. He moved 1.2 miles from 1600 Pennsylvania to Calorama, right next to the largest mosque in Washington, D.C., and he has a skiff, a self secret compartment of the intelligence facility in his basement. If you look at all the people in the Obama, uh, in the Biden administration, they're all Obama people. Now you can say, well, uh, Biden was the vice president. He knew them all. Uh, well, maybe. But because of all the other things, there's no question that Barack Hussein Obama is running this country. They have decided to dump Biden, but they've got to get rid of Harris because, and by the way, it was Obama that selected both Biden and Harris. I mean, the first three or four elections, as you remember, Biden was fourth or fifth. There was no way yeah. until he got to South Carolina. So that was set up. I think they may have used the hammer and scorecard in, in those primaries. I think, I don't know that. Whatever it was, uh, they made the decision, and so Biden won that, and then he went on to a clean sweep, et cetera, and then he quote chose Harris. And you know, she all oh, she when she talks, it's a word salad. You can't understand what she's saying. Yes, it is. So, they know they've made a mistake, and that's one of their major faults. They had everything going their way. If you look at what's going on, never before in our history, as I said, uh, the founding fathers were not familiar with uh, cyber warfare, nor were they with biological warfare. Now, let me lead into what I found out after this election. In 2005, General Ho Tien, who is their equivalent of the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, promulgated, it was top secret then, a new uh, ideology or doctrine, doctrine is a better term, For global domination. They were going to dominate the world, James and Mike, by using not kinetic warfare, bombs and bullets, but by using biological warfare, killing millions of people, and cyber warfare. So, lo and behold, 15 years later, in January of 2021, excuse me 2020 we get a pandemic called covid-19 initially the cover story was it came out of the the uh, bat market the fish market in wuhan yeah. but we all know now and even the world health organization has acknowledged it came out of the wuhan virology lab number 4 which it turns out the dr fauci and cdc were complicit in funding dollars. Now, why were we funding millions of dollars into the second wealthiest nation in the world, China, and into the Wuhan virology lab to do gain of function? Why would we do that? Well, it turns out we did. So we have domestic enemies that are complicit. and. We all know the story of COVID-19, how we locked down the world. We did all those things. And uh, China was the only nation I think they had somewhere between 11 and 18% GDP growth growth then. And it was spread during the Chinese new year. It really started in 2019, November. and uh, it, it, But it didn't become really paramount till the Chinese New Year, and all the Chinese came out of China, around the world, and they were the spreaders. We have killed over a million people in the United States. And when you look at New York, you look at California, you look at New Jersey, Democrat-led states, and you look at how uh, Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, would take patients, elderly, that had Covid nineteen, and they put them back into nursing homes, directed yeah. to, or they had closed the nursing homes, and then look at the massive number of deaths, because Covid nineteen was very very uh, efficient in spreading to elderly people, young people between the ages of of one and uh, say thirty have a ninety nine point nine 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 survival rate. So why would anybody below the age of 30 even get the vaccination? But it turns out it's been made mandatory and they're kicking people out of the, out of the military, out of the medical profession. And so the three, the three groups that got were mandatory immediately or almost immediately when Biden came in was the, the uh, health providers, the first responders, firemen, cops, and the military. And when you look at a national security point of view, if you have them having mandatory, and we're now finding most of the COVID-19 patients have had the vaccination twice, and the death rate, the ages between 18 and, uh, and 40 about, are much higher for other uh, reasons, myocarditis, cancers, a whole host of things that the vaccination, so the vaccination itself is turning out to be, I believe, another direct biological attack on the world. But we had COVID-19. We definitely know about fentanyl. We've lost over 100,000 people last year to fentanyl in the ages between 18 and 38 or 40, and and some much younger than that. because the way they're lacing these different uh, drugs. So that is made, everybody knows it's made, the fentanyl is made in China. It is moved through our country through open borders by the cartels. And that is uh, at over 100 plus thousand people a year that we're losing now, the rate it's going up is the same rate that we lost people, killed in action in World War II. Now, James, think about oh. that. Mike, think about that. We are having in that age group deaths at the same rate now, today, that we had <clears throat> in World War II on killed in action.
0: Wow, that's and absolutely. was saying
1: anything? And it's directly attributable to the open borders. So if you see what this nation is being faced with, they're trying to devalue the dollar, go to a digital currency, so they no longer make us the superpower. Oh, Biden, or Biden is deliberately doing all these things and his wife had the gall to say he's been faced with things that he didn't want. He's deliberately done them all. There's no question about it. So that's kind of, and now they're getting rid of him because he's so pathetic, but they've got to get rid of Harris first and watch who is chosen to replace Harris. She'll go out for a reason illness or something. <clears throat> and then it's like when they got rid of Nixon, they had to get rid of the vice president first. Then they put in Gerald Ford and he became president. So that's what they're whether it's going to be. Uh, I don't think it'll be Hillary because Barack's not going to let uh, <clears throat> Bill Clinton back in the White House. It could very well be Michelle. They're trying to set her up. Think of that. Michelle Obama Barack Obama goes back in. That's the ideal thing he wants to do. But it may be, uh, and you've got the two governors that are running right now in uh, Illinois mm-hmm. and California. And there'll be others that are gonna come up. And they're going to see what's going to stick. It will happen after the midterms. Now the danger of the midterms is that they use hammer and scorecard again. This is my problem with the Republicans. They think they've got a lock on it. They do not because they don't understand the cyber. Now, there's no way Cyber Command, CIA, NSA, FBI, Department of Homeland Security could have missed those cyber attacks on the evening and morning of the 3rd and 4th of November, 2020. So we have a deep swamp there. People that I never thought I would ever hear the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff say he wanted to know about white rage. I had never heard of that term until he uttered it. And I can guarantee you both, there was no such thing as white rage or white supremacy in the military that I spent 35 years in and ended up as the number three man in the air staff. Nowhere did I see that. So I finally analyzed the eight years of the Obama administration. He laid in all these people. James Comey, although he didn't select them. Uh, the uh, the fact was Comey uh, was clearly uh, a plant. John Brennan, a plant. Jim Clapper, retired Air Force Three Star, who I knew very well. In fact, he, um, but he's part of the, the clique. And all these people influenced groups in the intelligence community, in DOD. So you now have a secretary of defense, Austin, who is a West Point graduate, who is pushing the critical race theory, and he has a special assistant for critical race theory, they call it something else, reporting directly to him, and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Where are the service chiefs? Why have the service chiefs not pushed back? And and so, when you see that's how they set this up, eight years of the Obama administration. Now we've got, we're in a year and a half going on, coming up on two years in January of Obama's third term. He is running this country. The mainstream media is afraid to talk about this. Tucker Carlson and uh, uh, some of the others, Waters, they're starting to, to talk around it now and, and talk about Obama's influence. But Remember, Obama was brought up by Frank Marshall Davis, who was a a communist. He sat on his knee. The real question is, was Frank Marshall Davis his father or was it Obama's father himself? Barack Obama was a a communist in his home country in Africa. His influence on Barack Hussein Obama, George Soros, who funded Barack Hussein Obama's education at Columbia? Think about that and all the opportunities he had. Why did he go back to Chicago rather than going back to Hawaii where he grew up? These are interesting questions. Yeah. Why did he go back to Chicago when he left the White House? Now, the media will not look at Barack Hussein Obama, but he is the person that has been driving the domestic enemies, and he selected those people that I mentioned, and they put in these little cartels in the Department of Defense, in the intelligence community that, quote, missed the massive biological attack, that missed the massive cyber warfare attack on the 3rd and 4th of January.
0: Uh, excuse me, uh, 3rd
1: and 4th of November, 2020. So that's that's my summary and what we're facing. And and I'm sure that the founding fathers have never seen any, could have thought or conceived that we would have so many Americans betray him. Why did Zuckerberg contribute $419 million to yeah. the Democratic Party? If you've listened to Dinesh D'Souza's 2,000 Mules, yeah. what uh, Catherine Engelbrecht, came up with and uh, her partner, and and how they showed using the iPhones on the people that were dropping these mail drops and coming from NGAs uh, that were pro-Democrat and influencing it. So that was another check. So there are probably about 10 different ways that you can cheat in an election. Uh, but cyber is kind of the wrap up because it gathers all the mail in ballots, all the dead people, all the people out of state, all the uh, illegals, and you go up through the tricks and all the things that they've been able to do. But the final number comes in the closing minutes. And Hammer is like your iPhone it reaches into the server, any server. It then puts applications like you have on your iPhone, all the different apps you have on your iPhone. And it analyzes what the total vote is at the uh, 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 the centers where the, the ballots in each state are brought together from the different precincts. It goes in and it analyzes those at the precincts and before they're wired forward where you start seeing them on television. And the scorecard, manipulates the numbers to be 2 to 3% higher. In this case, it was 2 to 3%. That's like when I mentioned the Michigan of 149,200, some odd. It, all for Biden. That's what Biden needed to win in Michigan. And so that's what the scorecard does. And you never hear President Trump talk about it or people talk about it because they were in briefed on the program. I never was. I got it from open source information. And uh, so that's why I'm privy to that. Mm-hmm. But there are lots of different ways. And that's why an audit in those six battleground states, you're seeing different things come out like uh, de D'Souza's 2000 mules, which yeah. by the way, Fox or Newsmax will not let Dinesh D'Souza talk about that on those networks. Catherine Engelbrecht was on Fox, but she couldn't talk about it. What she, what they conceived and what they did with the, uh, with the uh, cell phone, technology.
0: Are are they afraid, or are they controlled, or both? They're
1: complicit.
0: Complicit. Do you do you see any scenario where they will allow this perceived red wave to even happen in November?
1: They are going to try to stop it, but the danger that they face right now, and here's what Barack's dilemma is. There are other people that are going to be monitoring it to prove that they're using cyber warfare. And they've got too many. It's it's easy when you only have one vote. Remember, they go go like to Fulton County, minority precincts, and the different precincts in each one of those states that I mentioned, large. Maricopa County out in Arizona, Mike. And uh, that's where they, they put the cyber on it and get those large numbers. And uh, now it's gonna be much harder when you have so many uh, House members, 400 plus House members, what are we probably about 30 plus senators. It's much more difficult to do that. And in fact, Barack Hussein Obama, we are monitoring it and you're going to go to, you're going, it's gonna be more than jail because it's treason. What you have done to this country, and so his decision, which they're working right now, uh, Biden has put in where what the states, what, what the federal government can do to influence the states, like declaring a pandemic. This month, I believe you're going to see a pandemic, and it's a new one. that's going to come out of the World Health Organization and this all revolves, Mike, around that question, will they let the red wave overrun them like it would actually happen? It was a red wave under Trump. Trump is the one that got 80 million votes. Yeah. I'll digress one minute. If you or I, the three of us, were Biden, and we got the most votes in the history of our country, I would be, we would be demanding audits in all 50 states. For bragging rights, wouldn't right, we? Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They are spending hundreds of millions do- of, of dollars to prevent those audits. Now, why would they be doing that? You, you, we would want bragging rights, wouldn't we? Right. And he's not. So that's the sniff test. Now, getting back to Mike's question, it's going to be much harder, by the way, to use this in Georgia on the two senatorial votes on five January. I got a call at 1130 at night, that night that they were in the servers at Fulton County. When I looked at the television, uh, the two uh, uh, Republicans were ahead. David Perdue and uh, uh, Kelly were ahead. One hour later, they uh, were behind. Now I called somebody who you all know and I can't, Give you the person's name mm-hmm. to see if they could stop the count, but you—you, you, it's almost impossible. You, it is impossible, based on that. But the fact is, so they—I believe they're probably going to try on selected individuals, maybe try to influence the Senate, knowing they're going to lose the House, and it would be too obvious. They're going to—they're tr- going to use part of it. Obama used it in 2012 to win Florida, but they only used it in one state. They used it in the 2016 election. But all I can tell you is through the divine providence, it was countered and Trump won his votes. And that's why Hillary went for four years saying that the Russians did it for him because she's the one that created the Russian collusion hoax that Trump had to live under for four years and two two times being tried to be kicked out of the, the office in the presidency. So in answer to your question, I think they've got to be more selective, but they're going to be other things. And if we can put Barack Hussein Obama fingerprints on it. uh, We will. We will. And once, look, on 2,000 mules, they have the names of the people, every one of those mules. Why aren't the sheriffs arresting them? Say, here's the evidence and say, all right, tell us who you're paying. We won't put you in jail if you tell us who's paying you and what they're doing. But we don't see that, do we? Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't Fox and Newsmax let uh, somebody come on and talk about it? They won't. No. So Dinesh uh, Dinesh is, I was on Fox 16 and a half years. And uh, then got fired for saying John McCain, Songbird John. But they wanted to get rid of me because I was a strong supporter of Trump. They use that as an excuse. But look, 16 and a half years, I was Christmas hell. Roger Ailes ran a good company. They got rid of him. Mm-hmm. And so they've got in there what they have now. And and But you don't hear any of the Fox anchors. Sean, Sean never talks about the election. No, he doesn't. Because they've been told, do not talk about it. Well, generally, you... What was that? Fox is complicit in the election. They knew it was coming. They predicted Arizona. Remember how quickly they predicted Arizona and Arizona didn't yep, do it 10 sure days later. Look how quickly they predicted Virginia, about 30 minutes into it. Brett Baer had to be complicit. I hate to say that.
0: Well, I mean, if you look at top down, who is in charge of all the, the vast majority of the mainstream media. It really comes down to six major corporations, you know, and so kind of makes you wonder. I mean, we talk about this a lot, you know, um, are, are any of them really journalists at this point or are they just to your point, all complicit in the plan and in and, and, and being told what to do? um, being told what to say. And it's hard not to think that sitting here as a citizen, just sitting here looking at what's going on. It's really hard not to think that there's several, even, you know, media conglomerates that are in on this takedown of America, which you just laid out very, very eloquently, um, on how they're doing it, which is incredible. You know, it's absolutely incredible to think that, that our own leaders would, would want to sell us out like this. So generally
1: it it's for money. The Chinese have put more money in here, plus our own. Why would Zuckerberg put $419 million in? Why would uh, the Twitter people do what they're doing? Why would uh, Apple, the money that they're spending? All these people see China as a market, and they're doing it from a boardroom perspective, and the money they're making out of China. Now, it's a global effort, as I said, led by uh, George Soros, uh, Barack Hussein Obama is the leader in the U.S. and the World Economic Forum, and uh, the different things, the Chinese have influenced the World Health Organization. All these things have been complicit for different reasons. Money and power is the real issue. And so uh, that's what we're facing. They're buying off people. All I can say is, I mean, when they buy them off, some of them, yep. twenty million dollars,
0: and it's probably very hard for people to say no to that, isn't
1: it? Exactly, they're killing people. Yeah, the, the the danger to our conservative, SCOTUS, Supreme Court justice is is horrendous. The danger to President Trump is ter- ter- horrendous. You know the the thing going around that Iran is trying to assassinate Trump, baloney. It's the Democrat party. Trump was not viable. And uh, they are very dangerous people. Uh, Bill Gates, look at Bill Gates. Thinks we've got too many people in the world. That's why if you go to the insurance company, the death rates are up significantly higher. And all this evidence is coming to us. Now, how do we solve it? We the people, James, Mike, have got to solve it. We, the people, have got to reach out and say, no, enough is enough. These legislatures cannot have these mail-in ballots. I believe, frankly, that we ought to go back to the old system of uh, not digital ballots the way we're doing. uh, And these voting machines are corrupt. And and go back to uh, the old way of just hand counting them. Uh, to stop the cyber capabilities. We are good at cyber. Right. And if anybody doesn't think that cyber warfare, they didn't happen in that election. They are complicit as well.
0: Well, general, um, I know we're running up against our time together. Um, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate you being on. We'd love to have you back. I feel like we're just getting started, but I, but I know you have to run. I'd love, we'd love to have you back on to discuss this in more detail because there's a lot of people that want to do something. I mean, we, we have conversations all over the place. You know, They know something's wrong. They see. They may not see the whole picture as clearly as you do or as clearly as many others do, but they see fragments of it. The problem that we see is that right. nobody's tying it together for them right? There aren't a lot of people out there that are, that are tying this plan together. I know it's very, very difficult to see because they're using sophistication, sophisticated system science techniques to get what they want. And um, that's very clear to me that that's what they're doing and, and many others. So as you sit here today with us, if there's anything that you can leave us with as a call to action that we're, where we, the people can, can go in and do something productive to help stave off this this attack on our on our sovereignty on our liberty on our freedom on our country what would it be
1: demand audits on the six battleground states demand Demand audits 10 days it can be solved
0: all right all right okay
1: god bless you both
0: God bless you, sir. We appreciate it. Um, God bless you and the work that you're doing. And God bless everybody out there listening today. And um, thank you for for that wisdom, by the way, and that call to action. And God
1: bless America. And until next time, be safe and well. Thank you.